Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> All right, we live. Bye. Right. Thank you so much for joining us again. Wow, y'all. Patience is a virtue and a fruit of the spirit. We just finished talking about that in the first part of the live. So, yeah, we had some, some tech issues where we couldn't get back on, but thanks be to God. Had a backup plan, so thanks for... Um, everyone, just um, your patience on your end. Thank you, Josh, on your end of your role. And thank you, each of you guys on our panel, ready for a good word so we can get on into this. Um, our last session, um, y'all go ahead and let us know that you're back with us. Um, our last session is actually about dating and courtship and how it relates to purpose. So we're just going to jump right in there talking about that. Um, for those who, I guess, may just be hopping back on, y'all can just give like a brief intro about who you are and what you do. Um, I know that the three of you guys, either you um, work specifically in terms of relationships and dating and all of that, or you're married and you have life experience. So yeah, y'all go ahead and jump in. How does purpose relate to, first of all, finding your purpose partner? We'll start there. We'll kick it to you, Josh. Say it one more time. What's the question again? How does purpose relate to actually finding um, the one that you believe God has for you? Yeah, like the one scripture that pops in my mind is when the word of God says, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains his favor, right? Many people think that finding means that I have to look for it. Uh, that part of the scripture means as I'm along my way, I found, right? I give this analogy all the time. If I, if my mission was to go to Publix and that was my goal was to go to Publix and I find $100 along my way, did I go to Publix for the $100 I found or was I going to Publix for Publix? Mm -hmm. Life is like that. As you fulfill the purpose with God, as you go on with him and engage with him, you will begin to find those purpose pieces along your way of walking in purpose. And a lot of people, they get so caught up on purpose, capital P, and they begin to look at their personal profile and they go look at other people's profile and see what meshes. But when it comes to purpose, none of us is smart enough to connect with purpose pieces. I wrote a book that talked about this, about the difference between a counterfeit and a counterpart. And I talk about how a counterfeit is anything you try to force fit in your life. A mm -hmm. counterpart is something that was supposed to play a part in your life. But oftentimes what comes on the counter of our lives, we make deals with the things on our counters that we are actually counterfeits, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have allowed yourself to be in purpose with God, you just go about your day. I don't worry about uh, um, um, who's supposed to be partnered with me when I met my wife. How I met my wife was a miracle. I was in my purpose literally when I met her. I was literally preaching a Bible study when she walked in. I didn't know that I was going to meet my wife that day. <laughs> All I know was I had to go do a Bible study. And when I was doing it, she came into the way. And what I want to encourage you all is keep following God and let the things that's finding you be out of breath when they find you, not you out of breath trying to find things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is so good. So you literally were walking. In other words, translation, y'all didn't get it. He was already walking in his purpose when he found his purpose partner. He wasn't going and doing things to try to pull anyone in. That's huge. That is huge. Um, and you're telling it from even the role of a man versus a woman. Um, how do you feel like it, um, do you think there's any difference in terms of a woman? Um, when it comes to women, I just think, you know, a man has to be in the presence. Like, okay, you, uh, an aroma. Like when you walk into a person's house, there's the fragrance of that house. You can almost smell that fragrance on that person when they're out of their house, right? A woman who is settled in God will be able to recognize her man of God based upon the aroma, based upon is he is he familiar, is he is he connected with God. So when it comes to women, you go about your life, enjoy and being content with God, and then in time that man of God will come. I, I give this analogy <clears throat> that a woman will literally wander into the path of the person that, that God has. When I tell guys all the time, 
you never see a hunter chase a deer. A hunter is sitting rested. And then when the deer comes in his presence, then he can shoot his shot. If you're wandering with God and you're just enjoying God like a woman in a lily field, you know, dancing and enjoying him, then you're going to slowly be drifted into that man's point of view. <laughs> and then in God's perfect time, you shoot a shot. I just think women have to make sure they don't get so consumed with the idea of making themselves available. I have women that ask me a lot on my YouTube channel. They'll say, well, do I have to be an extrovert? Do I have to be out of the house to meet my husband? I say, God doesn't need your help at all. He don't need you to be on no uh, dating website. He don't need you to be anywhere. God knows how to orchestrate things. And as a woman, just enjoy God because the more you get to know, enjoy, the more you enjoy God, you will know if he is a man of God. Mm -hmm. And just because he's a man of God doesn't mean he's your man of God. And God will let you know in the process. But as far as the man pursuing, that's what a man has to do. But a woman just has to enjoy the presence of God. And in time, he, she'll find herself in front of her man. That's really good. Um, this is like a whole, it's not a totally different subject. But she said, um, you don't have to be on dating websites or anything like that. Like I, what is your, what is all of you guys, what is your perspective on that and dating websites and things like that? Um, Particularly because, and this is just Tierra's perspective, I guess I always look at um, where God assigns us to do different things for such a time as this. And it's like if I am in flux and inundated with all of these sites and trying to fix the pro profiles a certain way, it's like how do I weed out what God is leading to me mm -hmm. and it truly being, you know what I'm saying? Like just some random person, they're, al they're already here, they've established they're here dating for whatever it is the site is for so do you feel like that's an interference to god's will for our lives well i'm gonna jump in um because i agree with coach josh i definitely believe that you you can wonder if you're in your purpose god's gonna align you that's where the whole word alignment happens you know um I also believe that there's a portion of the Bible where like his wife, she was positioned to be found because she was enjoying God. So that's like a two part thing. I don't want to give this idea. If you literally just lay in a bed for the rest of your life oh, your no. man, yeah, you know, sure. walk through the door and be like, Hey, you know, <laughs> so there is a position that happens because you are doing what God's called you to do. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So as it comes to like an online thing, I don't think God cares one way or the other, whether you meet at Publix or if you meet online. The truth of the matter is, is what are you listening to when the Holy Spirit speaks, if that makes sense. Now, you can be, hear what I'm saying? You can be unudated with all of this desire to be in a relationship, even if you don't go online, because that's what's in your heart. You need to check that. It's not check the site. Is check what's going on. Am I on there because I'm so lonely? I'm not listening to the Lord, or am I on there because God said it's time for me to open up and get out of my comfort zone? Maybe I am a hermit, and um, I'm not trying to change who I am, but God is trying to stretch me because growth without change it doesn't happen. So what I'm saying is for you to answer the question, it can be a distraction if you're out of alignment with God has for you. But if it is a season, and God uses that method just like he might use a church group, just like he might use your job, just like he might use the department store. I do believe that there are avenues where Christian couples who are successful, who are still together, use that platform, but they weren't thirsty. And so it didn't right. a distraction. It was literally just a vehicle. Okay, so you yeah, that's true. Heart and your intention. Yeah, it's all about the heart. Like the heart, I think most people, if if we're honest with most people that are on those sites, 99.9% .9 of them are thirsty. Right. <laughs> and so it's usually those, like, like God can use any method. It's the rarity of the method, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not sitting there saying that online dating doesn't work. It's almost saying like, that's a small percentage that works, right? Mm -hmm. Most people's hearts, that's why I'm glad you brought the heart piece because it yeah. really boils down to the heart. Mm -hmm. If your motive is I am, I do not trust God with this. So I'm going to go make it work for myself. Then that's when the heart has been exposed. Right. Yeah. And I think people have to realize 
What is my heart? What is my motive? Why am mm-hmm. I on here? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to women that or men that are, are introverts by nature, when you're on purpose, you got to go to the grocery store. Yeah. You got to put gas in your tank. Yeah, you go. You go. You're gonna. You're gonna make yourself available. And I think, like you said, those people who are not purposeful mm. miss out on purpose moments, right? And so the idea of people trying to make it happen for themselves, right, is when they begin to say, "I'm taking God out of the picture because I'm not content with Him." So my thirst throws me on findaboo.com. You know what I'm saying? God can use any method, but He looks at the matters of the heart first. Yes, He does. So I would definitely check that. Anybody that's in the dreams, divine dating, we always start with what God, what is God saying? Where is He trying to grow you? What is the thing? Why aren't you making connections? Because a connection does not always have to start out romantic. You know what I mean? I literally have ministry partners and business partners just because I want to be a friend. I just want to show myself friendly. That's what the Bible says. And there's a lot of Christians that don't even know how to speak to one another. You'll go to church, sit beside the same people on the same row, and you don't even know their last name because we are not just open ourselves to show and express love. So what I'm saying is if God lays it on your heart, to stay off the site, there's a reason. Stay off. Don't do it. Yeah. It might be because you're thirsty and you're trying to make it happen. If God is saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to let you position yourself, especially if you're a woman, that is, um, it was for her, she had to be at a Bible study. But for somebody else, it might be that you went to a friend's birthday party. You know what I mean? But you did leave. So I don't want you to change who you are, but I do want you to be open because you do have to hear God and then obey because connections mean everything. I actually know Brandy through a connection. It wasn't, it didn't have to be romantic. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just check yourself and it can be a distraction if you're out of line, but it can yeah. be a vehicle if not. Awesome, 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 awesome. And um, what are things that, um, and everyone can kind of jump in here, and the questions that I'm asking, they're not necessarily just directed to our panelists. If you guys have thoughts on anything, we want you guys to join in the conversation, drop it in here. This It's a conversation, literally. And so it's to kind of engage, get your thoughts as well. Um, but what are things that um, both ladies and men, um, that they can prepare themselves, like basically with dating or courtship or whatever, you know, until you get married, you're not married. You're almost like in a preparation phase. So like, what are things that you have noticed have just been extremely important as you go towards that phase? If it's someone on here who's actually interested in being married, because that's assuming that they are, but some people, they don't feel like they're called to that. But for someone who feels that they're called to marriage, um, like what are things that you feel um, or that you know or desire yourself being a married person or just experiencing relationships that you feel would have helped you in your relationship now? Like, I wish I would have spent more time doing this. I wish hmm. I had spent more time preparing in this specific area. I would say for me, it would be, I don't have any regrets, um, but I would say that Things happened where I wasn't very planful about it. And had I been planful, then I would have done it on purpose. It was almost like God made sure that the preparation was there without my knowing because I wasn't smart enough to know to do that. So he made sure that it got done before I got married, but it wasn't something that I knew to do. You know what I'm saying? The hindsight's 2020. So now I'm like, had I been a more thoughtful and planful person, I think it would have been good for me to think about what are um, the areas in my life where I may still require healing? Mm. Um, what are the areas in my life where I am bit in a way that could be challenging in a marriage? You know, these are some things that I started to talk about and consider in considering uh, premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. But I think that would have been really cool if I had done some of that thought work before I had even gotten to that point, you know what I'm saying? To think about, okay, here's my natural bed, because all of us have wiring, 
You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We're wired certain ways naturally by God. And then there's other things that we're wired because of our familial relationships, our upbringing, how we were raised, the cultures that we've grown up in. And I just think had I been a little more thoughtful about that, that would have been really good um, to know about myself. These are things where if you look, I wrote a book, it's specifically for people that are considering marriage. And in that book, I have taken all of that stuff that I learned over time and boiled it down to say, boom, if you are considering marriage or if you are in a marriage and you're trying to protect it, these are conversations that you need to be having. But that was stuff that I kind of learned in the school of the Holy Spirit just mm -hmm. over time. It wasn't something that I knew to be aware of and to be conscious of and to start thinking about and planning for at the outset. So that's kind of what I would say that that would have been nice to have an easy, like practical way to evaluate myself so that I could communicate <laughs> myself fully to another person instead of both of us having to figure me out over time. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's some of the feedback I've heard, like just thinking about people that I am aware of who they've been married 20, 30 years. Those are the type of things I always try to get feedback on. And it's not necessarily like, oh, I have regrets. It's like, you know what? You know, I genuinely love my spouse and the person that God has me with. Um but I wish I wouldn't have spent this much. If I would have known this then, then we could have spent this much more time in unity and, you know, every little point in things are going to happen. But like every little thing that happened that maybe you desire for it to not have happened in those 20, 30 years, had I known this, that would have helped me to get there that much quicker. We could have been walking like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been great had I known to ask, my predominant assignment in your life is as your helper. Where do you feel like you need help? Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, instead of me coming up with my idea of, okay, well, as a woman, here are the ways I'm going to help you. Yes. It would have been nice to say, okay, this is my job. Like, I'm looking at the job description that God has outlined, and I know that you and I will figure out things, right? But you want a wife, you're pursuing me as your wife, where you want my help? Where do you see me fitting? What What is it that you are looking for me to do? Those were things that we figured out over time. You know what I mean? Like we knew, okay, domestically, relationally, bedroom ministry, practical things that you know are a part of being a married person. But we didn't know like, okay, but you human person, with your different areas of uh, growth opportunity and your different areas where you excel, what's in here? What's in me that I'm supposed to give you to help you fulfill the call as leader of this household? And I didn't know how to verbalize that. And I don't even think I fully understood that facet of me as a helper. I more so looked at it like, okay, domestic, relationally, you know, bedroom ministry, you know, these kinds of things. I didn't know that there was so much more to what it means to be a help meet and where I'm supposed to weave into this man and the assignment that God has put on his life and his charge to be a priest of a home. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a full concept of that. That would have been good to know. Hmm. That's powerful. That's very, um, I believe too that, you know, the Holy Spirit will lead us as women to be supportive in the best way possible for that specific man. Um, but it kind of reminds me of our conversation, the very first panel, we literally were talking about walking in purpose and what that really means and how it's so individualized to the in, the person. So what Brandy is saying is, it, I mean, it sounds like listening to me, um, as far as like really just being in tune with having that heart, first of all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even in, even in our friendships, I believe we can you think you're helping people, but it's like if you're just doing what it is that would help you, how you handle things, how you do things, it's like, are you truly being a help towards that person, towards that friend? Are you even a true mentor, a true support? You know, if you don't really take that time to find out, okay, well, this helps me. I'm this type of person. Right. But it's totally different than the person that you say that you desire to minister to and to serve. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Oh yeah, that's good. Rhonda, Josh, y'all have any feedback or anything else? No, I think that was paramount. I think those evaluating um, thought processes are essential. Like <clears throat> knowing, I know when I got into my marriage, I came in with no expectations above the Bible. And and one thing that that helped me with that was realizing that I can't. Well, previously before I got married, I mean, you talking to Mary, you talking to I'm coaching all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And so I got the behind the scenes of what's not on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to expect my wife to cook three meals a day. I'm not going to expect my wife to to do whatever, because I know that this thing is too nuanced. Mm-hmm. For me to have this five points of this is how it works right and i think a lot of people need to have that deep dive look at how can two different personalities come together mm-hmm. and uphold by the spirit of god this thing called marriage right. i right. think a lot of people don't think about that because it marriage to me is a supernatural working daily it's supernatural how I can be upset with my wife, go to the store, come back to go upstairs, and I don't even feel like talking to her. And before I get to that top step, a smile comes on my face. That's the spirit of God. Yes. That can literally change you before you get to the top of the step. Yeah. And mm-hmm. lead you into that room and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Those, those things are essential. Evaluating who am I as a person? making sure that I am not trying to serve a diet to a person who who's allergic to it. Yeah. I got to serve what fits them. And I think a lot of people, including myself, was like, wow, you really don't eat this. <laughs> you really, you never going to eat this. So I'm going to stop serving this. What do you want to eat today? <laughs> Right. What do you say right. to your palate? Right. And I gotta humble myself whether I believe my way is the best way. It don't matter. What the what do you want to eat today? And I'm gonna make sure by the help of God I'm a servant. Right. That's right. That's right. It's so huge. It's huge because what I hear is when you're learning yourself, you'll learn what you can serve and what you can give. There's some people who call like non-negotiables and things like that out there. If you know you're running into somebody and you just don't feel like you have something to offer in that regard, or you just don't desire to, that's good to know. And how do you know that? Through making connections before you meet them or having the conversation, as Brandy was saying, with them to know instead of the assumptions that most of us have because we feel like relationships are single, but the truth of the matter of it, we relate because there's more than one person. That's how you relate. Other you and God, but then that's still two people. So I feel like you get to know that as you are in friendships, relationships, you make connections, you learn about yourself. Because even if Brandy came into the situation and said, how can I help you? But uh, her husband didn't know, they still would have kind of been in the impasse. You know what I'm saying? Or they still would have to take that time to figure it out. And so you got to learn from God who is your creator, right? And then he puts people here to help us. Um, it's not good for man to be alone, right? So we have to learn these things through our connections. I guess I'm just really big on when it comes to dating, courtships, marriage, all of those things are, it's not like just a destination. I, I, I've learned myself now. It's like these things came through an unfolding, just like when you're in the word of God, those things, they, they fall off of you or you get built up one way. It just keeps happening. But you got to know you and then you learn others through them, knowing themselves, and then we can relate. And I don't think it ever stops. Now, these two have... Marriages that are amazing, but I could assume you're still learning one another. Oh, of course. It never stops. Every day, never stops. As a matter of fact, the help he needed before, that's not what he needs now. Who I was before, that's not who I am now. We go from glory to glory. I'm still changing. He's still Mm -hmm. changing. Like Mm -hmm. you're constantly flexing. You're never going to get to a point where you get to say, I got this. You don't have this. Every day it is a work of the Holy Spirit. Right. It, is a, it is a day. It's not even a daily. It's a moment by moment. 
<laughs> and it's, it's, it's the complete reliance on the Holy Spirit because there'll be times where you got to separate the flesh for what's needed. Like I can have this creative rush to go write a book. There's been many a nights where I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm ready to turn that lamp off and go to bed. And then who turns over and has to talk and it's 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. I better pay that bill. Another man will. Mm -hmm. I know that's right. So it's like moment by moment, <clears throat> you have to be dead to yourself because you don't know what she may need or and vice versa. And that's what you're saying. It's a never ending work, but it's a good work. Yeah. I don't want no single person out there to think, well, that's a lot. It's a lot, but it's great because you're literally saying I'm building with this person. And, and what inspires me in my marriage is seeing the hand of the Holy Spirit in it. Yes. Like confirmation just doesn't end the first time. Every day God is confirming his marriage is legit. Why? So I can keep a firm grip on it. Nice. I need those every now and then confirmation. Not, not God saying you need the confirmation. It just naturally confirms itself. Right. right. When you're constantly reminded, oh, wow, this. let me keep a firm grip on this. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna let the sun go down on my wrath. No, no I'm, I'm gonna keep a firm grip on this because if I hurt her, I hurt myself. And and we're so one that if she bleeds, I'm bleeding too. So let me make sure I ensure that no bleeding occurs, right? And it's it's a beautiful work because you see when y'all work together and what it produces. Man, this is a good work, but you have to be ready to work. Most people are not ready to work. Yeah. Right. The book, my book is called Marriage is Amazing. And the reason Amazing. why is because I feel like a lot of times when people present marriage, they present it as some big arduous something and they present it as like this big uphill battle and all of that. I'm telling you with God, you can have flawless victories. You he's really right. can. Yep. And he's, his desire is not to drag you. You know what I'm saying? The majority of the time when we get drugged, it's because of some decisions and some things that we opted to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that wasn't God's plan or will for our life. His yoke is easy. His, his, it's easy. It's light. You know what I'm saying? He's not trying to drag us. Yes. And so marriage is absolutely wonderful. I don't want anybody to get the impression that the work that you have to do, that it's somehow depleting you. As you work, you're filling your own cup. As you pour into that man, he's pouring into you. As you're pouring into that woman, she's pouring into you. And even in a relational standpoint, friendships, partnerships, you're going to find that when God has brought it together, as you work in that relationship, you're getting full. That's you know right. what I mean? Like it's filling your own cup. So this is not like things that you see in the world where you exert energy and you walk away empty and you walk away right. scratching the bottom of your barrel or your well. No, with God, when he brings something together, you're pouring and you're working and you're adjusting. But as you are, you're feeling, you're mm -hmm. feeling on the inside, you're growing, you're walking in gifts, you're producing things that you couldn't have produced on your own. That's anointing that's coming out of that covenant relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, don't be you know turned off by the work. It's work, but get in there and work it and watch what God will do. I'm telling you, the more I engage, and that's why I told I told the kids this week, I said, um, the Bible says, um, no soldier engaged in warfare entangles himself with civilian affairs for his or her joys to please the one and enlisted them. And I told them the when you play sports with anything, the more that you're engaged, the less injuries you occur. It's true. But if you just in it, just to be in it, just to be in it, and you're not focused and paying attention, accidents occur. Yes, right. The more engaged you are, the longer you'll be married to what you want. That's right. Engaging never stops. I have to be intentionally engaging in this moment by moment development of a woman. I'm telling you, the more I engage, and that's why I, oh, I don't know, I hear myself echo. That's so. Um, but either way. I have to keep being engaged. And the more engaged you are, the less injuries you have in your marriage. That's what I've learned. I got to say, you okay? You all right? What you need? You need anything? Good? You all right? Staying engaged keeps this marriage from having injuries. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I feel like that um, as we date, and I want to break down what I would say when, I, when I'm saying dating, 
some people think about like I'm exclusive and this is my man because there's so many different definitions to dating and talking and we're kicking it. When I say dating, I'm literally when you're gathering information on someone that you know that you have um, an acquaintance with until you decide it's something or not, right? So I believe that dating should be just as engaging because, and I want. Oh, guys, there's so much, but you shouldn't give, but so much. You're really receiving in this time. You're trying to gather from a person who they are, what their goals are, and their core values. I think Brandy said mm-hmm. something earlier, and she was like, what he needed then is not what he needed now. Who I was is who I am now. But the truth of the matter is they still remain because they put in the work, and they have a core that will never change. And I think right. that's how you know when you're dating when you can go in, your core values don't change on who you're talking to, and you still feel um, the spirit, you still feel the peace. I mean, that's how you're knowing you're getting closer to who God might have put you with. But once again, it takes the engagement to do it because when we're alone and we're not looking in the mirror, sometimes we're thinking we're looking good, we're smiling. The minute you look and somebody's looking back, they can say you got spinach in your teeth. So that's what is important to have somebody there. Let say, um, how do you keep, you know, yourself warm without someone else, the whole nine? You want to make sure that you are giving yourself the opportunity to put yourself in positions to learn you through Christ and the others. You know, the triangle where God's at the top, the person in you, that's how it should be all the time. You don't have to wait till you're married. I honestly think if you wait till you're married to learn how to do relational things, you're behind the ball. I think if you don't learn how to communicate, if you don't learn how to know who you are, if you don't know how to engage in learning, you, he said, I check in on her. Are you okay? You can do that with your friend right now. You can do that with somebody else, um, you know, that you may be interested. Now, get these things today to me so that in <laughs> marriage, you're not, tr- and I'm not saying you can't learn it once you're there because you can, but I think you do yourself a benefit to learn how to engage in this life now. Get the information now. Agreed. Relational skills are important. If you don't know how to speak to people, (laughs) if you don't know how to communicate, you will struggle with any relationship. But it's certainly in a marriage because in a marriage, the gloves come off. You know what I mean? Like, there's no pretending anymore. We in the same house, same bed, same. I mean, all that pretending and the cutesy stuff is done. Done. And so that uh, those relational skills are important, and those communication skills are extremely important. And that's why it boils down to being completed. I think people who are dating and they're not completed in Christ. And what does completion means? It means that I'm whole. I'm content with wherever God has me, whatever God wants me to do. Because so many people go into relationships to be completed. Oh, he'll complete me. That's why I don't believe in the better half. My wife is not my better half. She's my equal whole. Mm -hmm. She's an Mm -hmm. equal whole. The Bible says if I'm unequally yoked, it doesn't when a, when a calf is unequal yoke, it doesn't hurt the neck of the weaker calf. It breaks the neck of the stronger calf. And so mm-hmm. a lot of strong people are weakened because they are connected to weak people. So when you're completed in Christ, you have this level of poise to ask the right questions, to discern deeper. All red flags are visible. We just choose not to see them. Yes. Right. Absolutely. We Absolutely. just choose. It, it was there the whole time. Yeah. Right. Yep. And yep. so in order for me to compliment the changing of my wife, I have to be completed. So nothing that she says can really deeply offend me. Why am I going to get offended for her? <laughs> because of her tone. You know, I'm here to compliment. You see right. what I'm saying? I don't need her validation to feel like a man every day. That's yeah. what happens when you get into something you're not completed in Christ. Christ is my rock. Mm-hmm. And when he's my rock, it doesn't matter what rocks the marriage, I'm not moved. Right. And I- Continue in the rocking of this ship to still serve on board, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that's the thing is when I when I'm secure in Christ and I'm not insecure, then I can serve and compliment best. So I'll know. Don't get offended because her tone is that way. Understand why her tone is that way. Go get some tea. <laughs> and don't get offended because you know. Oh, that makes sense. That she's just going through something right now. Yeah, yeah. awesome. My husband and I actually made an agreement with each other where we said we will give each other always. This was before we married. We said we will always understand that we are choosing each other. Yes. And we love each other 
And that's why we're choosing each other. So if there are two ways that you can take something that I've said or that I've done, we will be mature enough to choose. That's right. To see it that this person loves me. Mm-hmm. This person chose me. Mm-hmm. And that's the vantage point that I'm going to view anything he says. So if his tone is wrong, if he just kind of flew off the side of his handle, I am not going to let the enemy get in my mind and start trying to tell me, well, see, because, you know, right. This what he really think about you. See, he don't really like you and you this and you that. That's what the enemy will do. But instead of being immature, mm-hmm. what you do is choose to be mature and say, what is he trying to say to me? His that's tone right. might have been all off and he might have just flipped that out and spewed that out in a way where it just came out all wrong. But at the end of the day, what is he trying to say? Like, is he trying to say that something that some he's hurting in an area? Is he trying to say that something's missing in an area? Is he trying to say mm-hmm. a ball's been dropped? Like, what is he actually trying to say? Let's get past the mess. Let's not mm-hmm. get caught up in all of the little stuff because that's where the enemy will trap you and try to convince you that you don't have a friend. But I'm going to tell you right now, somebody who has taken your name or given you their name, somebody who has combined all of their assets to you, somebody who is giving their body to you, birthing your children, helping you raise them, uh, picking up your underwear. I mean, whatever. That person is for you. You hear That's me? Right. And so don't let the enemy get in your mind and start creating stories of that person. Now, of course, that's all things being equal. Some of us may have chosen someone who really isn't uh, necessarily loving for us person, which is why we're having these kinds of conversations. So we right. don't get into those situations. In those right. situations, you have to believe God yeah. and get with God on how to handle that. But all things right. being equal, we have to choose to be mature enough to know that this is somebody that's for me. Yeah. And so I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to let myself stay in that place. When I feel my neck getting ready to roll and me getting ready to get off, I'm going to grow up. And I'm going to just like shut the conversation down, not in an an immature way, but I'm going to chill. Let us both like take a minute. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and work that out in maturity. Walk in love with one another. Your greatest opportunity to walk in love is going to be with the purpose partners that God gives you. That's right. right. And give me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I I was going to read the question that was on here. Is that okay? Or were you going to read it to her? Yeah, please. Okay. I had something else, but you could go ahead. Oh, someone. Okay, okay. Um, The question was in regards to meeting your spouse, how does one engage in courting? Is that immediately or should there be a dating friendship before courting? Now, I definitely have um, something to say, but I'll let somebody else take that. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) So, So, Courting, you know, back in the day, courting, actually, if you, I think we had something on this, right? Like the royalty, you actually had people preparing and ladies in waiting and everything like this. You were getting your gifts, you were getting your call, you were getting yourself together, and then things were going to happen. So I personally do think that courting and friendship should happen first before you begin to jump into a relationship that you're saying is leading to marriage. Now, once again, I am I'm like a non-traditionalist. I believe God can stop something and say, listen, that is your husband, that is your wife. Uh, please make sure both of y'all get that same word. But what I'm saying is if that's what happens, that's what happens. But most of the time, you should be able to say, you know, I'm a great singer. I'm singing in the choir. You know, I'm releasing my LP. I'm doing like the young lady earlier. I'm doing what God's called me to do. This young man is in my life. And I can see how this is aligned. So let's see. Can we work out, you know, hang out in a group? Let's see how he relates to other people. Like you're taking in information. That's what I call dating. You're taking in data on this person. As you do that, you can build friendships because you get to see commonalities, things that he and or you have in common and that you don't. You do not have to be 100% the same person because some people might have something you don't have. And that's what's going to make that purpose partnership perfect you know what i'm saying but i do think that friendship that um that connection first should not start out as i'm in a relationship because he's cute i'm cute we're both christian and we should be married because of that no friendship you got a lot of data to collect and as you're doing it you're creating a friendship as you're doing that god is speaking to both of your hearts you're praying you're fasting you're going into a place where it's like okay yeah i can see this align i can see how i can 
help. I can see how I can provide whatever it is. And um, you get those mentors such as like a coach Josh or something like that to say, hmm, yeah, I, I feel the spirit. I see the spirit will pray with you. And then you can start that progression on to marriage. That's my thought process. What do y'all think? Go ahead, Tierra. You say you had. Mine was actually along the lines of her question. I was going to ask you guys to kind of speak along the lines of the relationship between friendships, dating, and before you get to um, marriage and purpose, like the different phases. As Sharonda kind of mentioned, you have so many labels now that people put on things. Um, you know, we're just, anyway, I'm not even going to name all the terms, but y'all know it's a <laughs> bunch of terminologies. We're just talking. We're just seeing each other. You got friends with benefit. You got all of this different stuff out there, mm-hmm. but pertaining to how God sees the purpose of relationships um, and friendships, you know, we just talked about that. How do you all think they relate? Do you feel like there's stages to it, orders to it, to it all between friendships, the dating? And- <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, I believe it just depends. Like, I don't want to ever say anything is law, right? Like what I say could just be borderline opinion, right? Um, But logically, I think everything must begin with fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If it doesn't, everything will self-destruct, even with the right person, right? So I believe that the issue is a lot of people don't put into practice their first friend. Mm. I said, I didn't no longer call you servants. I call you friend. Mm-hmm. A friend is cl- stick closer than a brother, right? And, and the more we fellowship and become friends with God, then we will be friends of ourselves and be friendly to ourselves. And then we can be friendly. Now, our friendliness has to be stewarded, though, yeah. because you're going to be attractive. Mm-hmm. Beyond marriage, someone's going to still find you attractive. Mm-hmm. So you have to still steward your friendliness because not everybody should be beckoned in from that friendliness brought into a place of friendship. So if you're not a friend of God, you won't be a good friend of yourself, which means you would not have self-care. You won't heal. You won't become whole. And when you're not healed or well or whole, then you will boil from your wellspring this lust and desire for a thing. And then your friendliness is flooded all over the place. And now you brought this man and a woman into your life and y'all had familiarities. Y'all complement each other to a degree. Y'all are compatible, but he wasn't chosen. Mm -hmm. The thing about God is that we have to learn to let him choose while we're infused with our purpose, right? And then when you have people attracted to you, if you're not really good at discernment, processing, taking in the data, mm-hmm. then then next thing you know, you're going to flood into something. Now emotions are involved. And now mm-hmm. there's glue. <laughs> and then there's, and it's hard to wiggle out. And then if the glue then turns to y'all being into each other sexually and then mm-hmm. you complicate it all now you're done pretty much right mm-hmm. so the goal is is to make sure am i a friend of god am i a friend to myself do i love myself enough to say no to a good thing the issue yes. with people is not being able to say the issue is not being able to determine between what's good and bad it's determined between what's good and god yeah right that's where you have to understand a lot of decisions are made in those two categories. And if you do not have the peace, wholeness, and discernment enough to choose, you're going to choose more. You more Most people choose the good over God all the time. Mm-hmm. He was yes. a good man. She was a good woman. But that wasn't God's woman. So now when it comes to courting, that stuff mm-hmm. is, is too heavy just to try. Mm-hmm. Well, let me throw this on this person and see if it sticks. No, 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 no. You have to say, Holy Spirit, is this it? Yeah. The fellowship with the Holy Spirit is paramount. We can teach you. We can give you fish all day. We can give you five points. We can give you five fishes right now. Mm-hmm. But if we don't teach you how to fish and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, man, you're going to be catching some fools. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. The answer to the question is... Fact. Is am I a friend of God? Am I a friend to myself? And do I know how to properly steward my friendliness to avoid unnecessary mm-hmm. friends, which then leads to relationships that are complicated? Yeah. 
Yeah. And where I see yeah. here, um, my thought in regards to meeting your spouse, how does one engage in courting? I think it's probably going to look different depending on the person. But I'm going to yeah. tell you, for me, I had reached a place where um, shortly before my husband came into my life, I had committed to God that whether he wanted me married or not, I was cool. I was like, whatever the vision is, whatever the plan is, I'm cool. I do believe that you want me married. I do believe you want me to have children. Um, just based off of yeah. what I had seen, mm -hmm. I said, but if that's not it, cool. I'm with it. Now, here comes my husband showing up about two weeks after <laughs> I committed and had that conversation <laughs> with God. So where you said, how does right. one engage in courting? For me, because I had made that pronouncement right inside myself to God, what I did was I said, God, I'm not going out of my way to make it That's right. at all, period, yeah. nothing. I said, if this is you, it's you. You about to work mm -hmm. this out. Now, I'm not the, I'm not about to be uh, being manipulative like what you see in the movies, like trying to act like, I mean, I'm going to just see what all he going to do to try to be with me. Blah, blah. No, I wasn't playing any games. There was no games played. Right. But I didn't like, go out of my way. Like, I didn't cancel my plans. If I was going to be at the conference or whatever that my church was throwing that weekend I was there and I let them know that it was there you coming you want to come through that sort of thing I didn't make I didn't I was serving in ministry and in the role that I was serving and I was very active on Sundays my husband was in Charlotte North Carolina I was in Upper Marlboro Maryland so we had to figure out uh how are we gonna date you know what I'm saying what what's that about that look like I did not make any concessions on where I would sleep and where I wouldn't sleep to try to make something mm -hmm. convenient for the fact that I'm in Maryland and you're in North Carolina. No concessions were made. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I didn't do anything to compromise my stand, right? And so the way that I engaged in courting was by being exactly who I was before he showed up. That's yes. how I engaged in courting. Yes. I made myself available to, be, to, to receive phone calls, um, I made myself available to go out on a date um, in a format that was acceptable, right? Um, those, that's how I engaged in courting. And where you say, is that immediately? For me, it was immediate because I didn't have time for nothing that wasn't about to be the real deal. Like if <laughs> I needed to quickly get to the bottom line. What are we trying to do? You know what I'm saying? Thankfully, I knew my husband from college. But who he was in college and who I was in college was different. When we came together relationally three years later, God had just really done some work in me and in him. So we couldn't evaluate one another based off of our meeting in college. And that was literally just a meeting. It wasn't a full forming of a friendship. So we were friends. And um, that part was, you know, at a distance. And when I say friends, I mean friends. I don't mean the funny stuff that's going on now. We would talk on the phone every few months. That was it. We were not friends with benefits. We were not spending money on right. each other. We were not buying each other presents. Right. There was no games being played. No games. It was just, here's who I am. Here's who you are. I'm noticing you're walking with right. God now. What does that mean? Are you spirit-filled? You tithing? You know what I'm saying? Like, we were finding out, who are you? Like, what are you about? What are your pillars? And once we yes. had that defined, then that was when my husband elevated a relationship and kind of came to me basically like, look, we I think we're supposed to be doing more than just talking on the phone every couple yeah. months. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm sorry. And yeah. I think what you said is I love it. Um some of the th the questions I'm asking, these aren't necessarily from me. These are just things that I hear, things I've heard over the years, even in our shows or questions I've seen. Um, but that's it seems like that's extremely important too, is being able to say beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're genuinely walking in your purpose, doing life mm -hmm. without making concessions. Not to say that mm -hmm. you're not, you're hard in to flow with people, but you're not going yeah. out of your way to the point where it rears you off of your purpose, walking in purpose and what you already know God's called you to in order to accommodate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. And it's important, Tierra and everybody, you know, who's watching. One thing to remember is that, again, you're, you want to give an accurate depiction of who you are to the individual who's evaluating yes. you and considering you. Yes. If I had yes. been the kind of woman who was willing to cancel engagements yes. and 
things that I said I was going to yes. do and not be as reliable in ministry. Do you think that my husband would be able to handle the fact that I've been live streaming for the past three and a half hours and we have three children? You know what I'm right. saying? Like he, we came into this relationship knowing who we were and yes. knowing what God was doing in us and with us. And so what God was able to do was build something where he knows how to get in there and move and flex in a way that every man wouldn't be able to do with somebody like me and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like right. I know how to get in there and move and shake and do what I got to do to balance mm -hmm. and, do, and be what he needs in a way that everybody couldn't do that. But we were real with each other. Right. And we let each yes. other see that from the beginning. So that yes, I didn't yes. like all of a sudden turn into mm -mm ministry girl or something like this this who i was right you know what i mean and it, it was it was full it was transparent and he had to choose to come along and i had to choose to come along with his gifts and his ministry you know what i mean and we didn't deceive each other it was what it was from the beginning you know what you got most people don't even know what they have yeah because people live fake lives and that's why I know exactly who Brittany as he is. I know <laughs> because she showed me from the beginning. People understand we didn't go on our first date for a whole year. She was tough to get. Mm -hmm. And I tell I tell women all the time, you got to make it not games difficult, but most guys don't want a woman that knows herself. Right. They don't. And so you mm. can weed out just about 98% of the guys. <laughs> But if a man is willing to work at that level of standard, yes, it's not that she's changing and it's like she's at a standard. Who can work at that level? That's mm -hmm. important to make sure you it's okay to be. I tell kids, I tell people when they coach, I said, laugh how you laugh. If they can't handle your laugh, then like be you is what yeah. I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Be you because they're going to marry you, not what you post yeah. online. Yes, that's right. Super good. When you're walking, truly walking in your purpose, it's like you really don't have time for you don't have time. Games. Like, you don't like you're so involved in what God has you to do. You don't have mm -hmm. like blocks, huge blocks of time to play games with people and uh, no. act like you want. You know, some people, unfortunately, you hear about situations, you know, they go out dating people because they want a free meal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens. My provider, my source. So what I look like, kind of super meal from. Like, you know what I'm saying? like it's so many things. I feel like it all stems back to our purpose. If we're not mm -hmm. really walking in purpose, then yeah, we could we'll waste hours and hours of our life doing just random things like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, really, really good. Yeah. And for everybody watching, we just want to encourage you. We want you to know that. With God in it, you most certainly can have what God has for you. And that's what you should want. You should want what he wants for you and not what yeah. you can drum up and create on your own. And you will not have to sacrifice your relationship with him. The person that he brings into your life will be attracted to your relationship. They will actually be comforted yes. by your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Just be encouraged to know that like courting and dating and all of this other stuff. Um, again, it can depend on the person. But like for me, my husband and I, when we decided to date, we dated for one year. We were engaged for 10 months. That was it. But that's because that was the season I was in in my life. I did, And, and he was the same way. He wanted a wife. He wanted children. <laughs> Which means we got to come together to do that. Is that what you... Is that what you're trying to do? Like, is this what right. God is calling you to do? And is he calling you to do it with me? And if right. it is, well, then let's do this. Let's do it. You know? So yeah. just know that like with God, it will look a little bit different depending on the person. But I'm going to tell you, there's some things I found pretty consistent in strong couples. People are holding mm -hmm. their standards. Mm -hmm. People are acknowledging who they are in Christ. They are not coming off of what God has taught them and told them for that individual. And that person will rise right. to whatever that standard is when they have come yeah. from the Lord. And so you do not right. have to be scared 
to be exactly who God told you to be, to operate in whatever areas of ministry he's told you to operate in, to open whatever business ventures. You've got people who won't buy their first home because they're nervous about what they're going to do when they get married. You've got people that are scared to start a business because it will work so much better if I just wait until I get married and start my business with my spouse. You do what the Lord told you to do, and he will weave that person into your life the way that they That's need right. to be. And the way Back. he brings people into your life is it should be a movie. It should feel like a movie. It should feel like I can't even believe. So when I wake up, sometimes I look at my wife. I'm like, fam, kids pick on me when they see my wife's picture on my desk. They be like, I said, look, look, man, Miss Desi got that. <laughs> and a guy like me don't just pull someone like that. But that's what the world thinks. It's like purpose. Pull, man, I'm about to preach now. Purpose can pull something above Great. your imagination. That's right. When you're in purpose, you pull different. You pull yeah. different because your purpose is there. And God, God don't give purpose people scraps. That's right. God, do people right. understand? God wants to give you his best. We just settle for less. That's our fault. Yes. So what I when I tell young people like young men, but Mister, has you married a model? I say, yeah, man. It's the God in me, the purpose in me that pulled that. Right? You don't have to be this NFL player, this basketball player to pull. I said most of the women that they pull, you don't want it. You they can't help you pull nothing. <laughs> so purpose got you got to pull something that don't mind pulling with you. That's what two calves do when they yoke together. I am equally whole as you. We're able to pull this thing together. Yeah. And so if mm -hmm. you don't have the right purpose, you don't know what to pull. You don't know what's right. going to be balanced enough to pull with you. Yeah. Right. Got to be equally yoked. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's see. It's 138. So thank y'all so much for your patience. Those who waited for us. I'll be. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our amazing panelists um, appreciate everyone um, who took the time to share today um, mm -hmm. just as a closeout um, just really one question um, and y'all can just jump in and then after we get done you guys what we're going to do is post on our page it's kind of like a I won't say a cheat sheet but a sheet that basically has each of our panelists information how you can get in touch with them and um, whoever is available as far as the panelists, if you want, you can share like how to get in touch with one of you if you are able to stay. Um, but just as a closeout, really quick, um, one red flag, one green flag as far as finding your purpose partner or knowing like, hmm, he or she may be the one, you know, or someone that's potential. A one red flag, like, nah, that ain't it. Or green flag, <laughs> like, you know, there's a little bit of potential there. Well, for ladies, I'm going to tell you, if you are in a um, close personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I'll, I'll give you a red flag. A red flag for you is if you are having to come down in your relationship with God to make that man comfortable. Mm. That is a red flag for you. Big red flag. If anything, if he's not at the level in his relationship with God that you are, when he's around you, he should be accelerated and hungry and you should actually watch a hunger in him that's taking place if that's not mm -hmm. happening and what's actually happening is you're almost feeling like you're having to contract and you're having to shrink and you're having to like mm -hmm. not talk to him about what you heard the lord say and you're having to like shrink mm -hmm. you're having to shrink to keep things comfortable red flag for you woman of god and then yes. a green would be if this is an individual who you are being your full self. You're doing what you were doing before. You're being your full self. You're not bending over backwards. You know, you're being reasonable. And this is somebody who responds to that and respects it. It seems almost like they're attracted to that green flag. That's somebody that's confident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I know you have to Can I say, Brandy, you said to the ladies, you know, if you have to bend or your relationship with God goes down, same thing for men. You know what I mean? Some men actually want to hide the fact that they have a call or that they are listening to God and they're afraid yeah, because yeah. the woman may not want that. 
anybody who has to jeopardize the relationship with the Lord. That is a red flag, period, point blank. Yeah. Um, Tierra, you was about to say something. I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want it to, I want men to know don't shrink either because we need y'all as leaders. We need y'all to stay as high and as strong as possible. <laughs> yes. But we're gonna yeah, I <laughs> guess I'll do for the fellas. Um, I think a red flag, I would I tell most guys, um, if she can't contribute to your calling. And what I mean, that doesn't mean she has to contribute contribute equally. Like my wife is not on YouTube. It, I don't just be like, hey, we need to be a YouTube couple. She never felt that pressure. That is not her responsibility. That's not her job. She's not called to do everything I'm doing, but she contributes in praying for me. She contributes every times where she hear me coughing and she'll slide a, a cup of tea. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. She's willing to serve your calling. Most guys are looking for a woman that equals their calling versus having the capacity to serve their calling. And that's why most guys are looking for trophy wives instead of wives. They just want something that looks good with what they're doing versus being able to serve what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But a green flag is the same thing uh, 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 when she's when she is um, um, present. Mm-hmm. present but doesn't compromise her presence and what i mean by that is one thing i love about my wife my wife is strong in herself she doesn't need me to make her feel validated that's too much work it really <laughs> is that's too much work to make you feel good about living right. what kind of work we you see what you say tia i'll say yes on top of everything else and walking out your purpose you gotta be right like- no, no, man. If you if you gotta encourage this person all the time, man. No. So I'm glad that her strength <laughs> is in the river from God. I'm glad that now don't get me wrong, there's some moments where she's human. Right. We're just yeah. talking about all the time you need encouragement. All the time. Like, come on now, you gotta know some word for yourself. You gotta be able to build your own self up in your most holy faith, <laughs> praying in your with you mm-hmm. with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing. That's so true. <laughs> I don't got time. But that's what you, yeah. That's the work before getting married. You have to work on those insecurities. Unfortunately, we all have them. And if we don't get those heel hold and ready, we're gonna think somebody else is supposed to do it. You know what I mean? And and that burden is just too heavy. It's just too heavy. Uh <laughs> you're doomed, unfortunately, to fail because it's like we're not equipped. Yeah. God right. is the only one who can do that for us. Well, thank you guys. Um, I know that some of our panelists have to take off. Thank you all so much for your patience. We've enjoyed each and every bit of it with you guys. Thanks for engaging with us. We love you guys. Um, Just really quick, if you all, um, each of you all can just let everyone know. I know you all, some of you know who me and Brandy are, but definitely um, Josh and Sharonda, you can just um, let everyone know who you are, how they can connect with you, um, and if you want to share about a project or anything that you currently have going on, definitely do that as well. Um, and then even after we're done and the live is over, we'll also be posting everyone's information on how we can stay connected and definitely like our page so you'll be notified for future events and lives. So whichever one of oh. you guys want to go first. Okay, I'll jump in there. I'm Sharonda, owner and founder of Dreams Global. What we do is we help you to start your own dreams and life and love with Reach uh, flagship products, Dreams Publishing, uh, Dreams Business Startup Consulting, and Dreams Divine Dating. And you can find me on Dreams Global. It's spelled D R E A M S Global. And I just want to leave with this in relationship and in purpose, follow peace. Mm-hmm. If you lose peace at any moment, you know God's talking to you. Follow peace. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Okay. Uh- my name is Josh Wesley, um, Coach Josh. Uh, my website is imunplugged.com. A lot of great resources there. Um, eight books, three card games, three courses, any, typically based around the things of purpose and relationships and discernment. Um, those resources are available on my website, imunplugged.com. Um, if you need life coaching, all that good stuff's on there. Just go to imunplugged.com. And um, I look forward to however I can serve you, whether in person or through product. 
All right. And everybody, y'all know me, Brandy Stover, Mache TV, Instagram and Facebook. My company is Mache Enterprises. You can find me at MacheEnterprises.com, where we focus on helping people to live on purpose. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. So we got to get it right. And you will find resources that you need there and how you can connect. Um, primarily, we teach, we speak, we facilitate. And so you can check us out. And I look forward to connecting with you. Awesome. And I just dropped their information in the comments, you guys. So we'll make sure we post it again as a graphic so you can just literally click on there. I'm Tiara Clouds, um, and I'm the founder of For Such a Time Movement. Um, so it's all about encouraging people to walk in their purpose. Um, I have a website where you can get, um, you can connect with me with different projects and stuff. Also, there's um, a variety of gifts, all with like encouraging messages and stuff as well. Um, all of us are actually authors. Um, I always bring Brandy's books in case she doesn't have hers. Um, I'm an author as well, Crack Mirrors, um, and it deals a lot with allowing God to destroy any negative self-images that you have in your life so that you can truly walk in your purpose. Um, my information is in the comments as well. Um, for such a time that today is my website and you can connect with me on Instagram at Tierra the Cloud. And um, yeah, and I have resources in my link tree. All righty. Awesome sauce. Thank um, you for joining y'all. Um, you want to pray us out, uh, Brandy? I think I sure. Father, we come before you now thanking you. Thanking you, thanking you for being with us and working with us and helping us to be able to get through our first Coffee and Purpose virtual retreat. Lord, we just prayed it, your word, that it was sown in us, that it was sown in others, and that it's sown in fertile ground. I thank you that you'll bring these things back to our remembrance when we need it. I thank you that we are all students in the school of the Holy Spirit. And so mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, our teacher, we thank you that you continue to help us to grow in these areas of purpose, help us to know where we are to apply ourselves and help us to know how to identify the people that you have or have not brought into our lives to contribute mm -hmm. to our purpose. We covenant with you now that you receive all glory, all honor, all adoration and praise. It's because of you that we do what we do. And we thank you for it, Lord. I speak over everybody a blessing over them. May they have your safety and protection as they wrap up the rest of this weekend. And as they go forward into next week, we seal them, Lord God. And we just pray for your covenant protection. Help them to grow in the knowledge of who you are. May the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. It's in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank awesome. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I was able to kind of scroll through the comments really quick. So, yeah, thanks for joining, okay. Tab. Thanks for joining. And Blaka, um, everyone who is in there that we didn't get to speak to mm -hmm. on this live or the first one that we did, we appreciate you guys <laughs> and um, love all of you all. And hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. All right. Yes. That was this you for this for you, Rachel. Catch that, Rachel. Catch that, Rachel. <laughs> All right. All right. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you.